Hi and welcome to the Back to Basics Nutrition Week 4 weekly coaching call and Q&A. In this episode we talk about why do you fall off the wagon? Is home baking okay as a snack? Can stomach hugger be in relation to cooler weather? What is a good rate of body fat loss on average? How to interpret your data? And when to make changes if you feel results are slow. Enjoy this episode and thank you. End of four weeks. That's gone super well, it's gone super fast for me. I hope it's gone super yeah. fast for you guys too. Um yeah, I've been super impressed with everyone's um continued accountability. Not one person has dropped off, which is amazing retention because you can get that sometimes. So full credit to every single person in this group that um, has seen themselves right through to the end. So that is awesome. Just pat yourselves on the back for just doing that alone is uh, quite amazing. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to literally there's only three questions that came in this week, which is, you know, I always expect it as um, the weeks go on because people are starting to get to grips with things a bit more. But um it's not to say that there'll never be more questions because I still have questions sometimes. So um, there will always be questions at some part of your journey. So what I'll do is I'll go through those three questions and then I've just got a few notes as part of the coaching side um, for the last one of this, just to, especially to see you going forward. Um, and I want to share something with you on screen to explain something particularly around data results um, and why it's important to understand those, especially to keep going forward. Um, because just to know yeah, where, where you're at and what you actually need to be looking at. So first question is, what do you do when you fall off the wagon as I feel like I have been a lot over the past four weeks doing this? So first of all, it's super common. Secondly, there's been a long weekend thrown in there and school holidays have been thrown in there. So routine is out of whack. What is actually good about this and the fact that you've carried on, stayed accountable and this person's actually got some pretty impressive results to be honest in four weeks is that that is what is going to happen always in your life okay you are going to have these occasions and things that happen and it can be hard to get back on track but it's the same thing I'll always say is you just have to take action you can't wait for motivation people always want to wait for motivation but you can't it's actually the other way around you take action when you take action you start to get results when you start to get results that gives you motivation to continue. So people are always waiting for motivation. I need to be motivated to start. I need to, I'm just not motivated. And you're looking at it the wrong way around. All right. So as long as you're always taking action, then you just get back on track and make it a really small action. If you're struggling, if you feel like you've fallen off the wagon, what is one thing you could do the next day? Is it just that your breakfast is going to be good? Is it that you're going to go out for a walk perhaps? Is it just going to be focusing on one actual meal and just that one action could start the ball rolling to increase that from there? So 
none of this overwhelm and thinking I need to just get back and get everything back on track all right if you've had quite a bit off the wagon so that would be my advice for that is picking something small that you feel that is achievable and you might even decide that it's like I'm just going to drink some water get some water in me get some sleep that's another big thing sometimes if you're lacking sleep all that stuff leads to a lack of motivation because we're tired energy's low so try and think of something that is going to give you a bit of energy and take an action on that and then just get going again that's all you can really do okay and then you haven't given up and you are continuing on um, second question is is home baking okay for a snack so home baking is fine for a snack uh, the thing to be mindful with home baking is it is very high fat and very high carb combined so if you remember my video on uh, you're not addicted to sugar so home baking is often we think of it as oh it's sugar I'm addicted to the sugar it's actually the combination of fats and carbs together that make it highly palatable so that is why it's extremely hard to stop at if you are someone that can have a piece of home baking as your snack that fits in your palm and you move on then go for it and if that makes you feel that you adhere to your plan better by having that daily then absolutely go for it personally myself home baking was probably one of my biggest things that I struggle with I think it's just bloody delicious so I find it really hard to have one and stop as opposed to say a packet biscuit or something like that it's just it's just that high fat high carb content that just makes it so palatable so if you struggle and think that you can't stop then I would perhaps look at limiting it um, but only you know how you respond to that and then again use the trick of if you want to have it um, and I use this trick daily because I have chocolate daily I love it um, is that I always have something like that with my main meal so today I had my lunch and then I had my four squares of chocolate straight away and then I carry on if I had those four squares of chocolate mid-afternoon with nothing around it or after dinner like if I'd finished dinner and a couple of hours or an hour and a half later I had chocolate I'd probably struggle to stop at the four squares so I always try and put it with directly with it because I'm already full from dinner and it satisfies that sweet thing I'm after and then move on and then often if it's at night time I'll have it and then I'm hop skippity jump up to clean my teeth so that because you know that feeling when you clean your teeth you really don't feel like eating or anything after that so that's quite a good little tip um, to share and that way like I don't put it by doing it like that it, it's not on this pedestal for me I know I have it daily um, maybe you know there might be days I don't have it but because I have it daily it's not like I don't get this hankering for it it's just kind of I have something and then I have that so it's it's finding what works for you but if you're someone that is really feel like you can just have it and then move on then go for it but I would also make sure you would only limit that to one of your snacks um, I wouldn't let it be your kind of to both your snacks in the day because just nutrition wise it's um, not really fulfilling the needs 
So I hope that's answered that. The next question is, is the stomach hunger likely to be in relation to the cooler weather? Uh, it can be, like it depends. There's a couple of reasons why we can feel that we're hungrier and I'm going to pull up something soon as well to talk about it. So <clears throat> when we're cold, our body does have to work a little bit harder to keep ourselves warm. So you could potentially be burning a few more calories because you're cold, right? Because you've got to keep yourself warm. So that could be uh, a reason. But it also, especially for us females, is if you've just noticed it in this last kind of week and up until then it's been fine, I would sort of take notice of perhaps where you might be in, at your, in your cycle for your female cycle because uh, that is often a big indication for a lot of women. They get that those cravings, extra hungry. Um, generally, it, like everyone's so different, their cycles are all different, but generally you kind of get that the week before your period is due. Some people also get it around their ov ovulation part of their cycle. Um, and the reason being is that when your body is in those stages, it is actually having it, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate actually slightly increases. So you are burning a little bit more energy than what you normally would at other times of the month, which is why you get that extra level of hunger. So just slightly increasing, which this person did slightly increasing what they were having at that time, whether it be one extra snack or a little bit extra on the plate, just to just to fill it up a bit more so that you don't get to that kind of ravenous and fight through it and then binge out, then that is generally the rule of thumb to help take you through those times and then you're usually, you know, a day or two down the track, you're fine and you're good to go again. So if your basal metabolic rate has slightly increased and you increase that by a snack, which is going to kind of even itself out, you'd still actually be in a deficit. And so it would make no difference to your um, results. But even if you increase it slightly and, and you came up to maintenance for a couple of days, but you're in a deficit for the rest of the week, then you're still going to be in a deficit and you're still going to get results. It just might be a little bit smaller. So Hopefully that answers that, but um, it'd just be something I'd monitor. Um, and whether, yeah, if you if your food has stayed the same and all of a sudden you've noticed you're, you're really quite hungry and notice if it lasts for longer than a few days, I think is something to take note of as well. And then we can um, make a plan from there. So what I want to talk about now, I'm going to share my screen because I just want to show you this. So we've all had the uh, four weeks of results come in, right? Oh. All right. So this kind of ties in nicely because we've just... I just spoke about that slight increase in hunger, et cetera. So for a female, we have four stages or four phases over our uh, monthly cycle. Okay, we have um, the follicular, uh, the week of, so the week one is the week you get your um, menstruation. So the week you actually have your period is week one. Week two, you go into the follicular phase. 
And in between week two and three, you kind of have ovulation. Then they have the luteal phase, week three. And then you go into week four, which is your, sorry, week two, week three. They all kind of cross over. Week two, week three is the follicular slash ovulation. Week three, week four changes from follicular to your luteal phase. So that sort of change from week three to week four, that's the PMS week. That's the horrible uh, week that a lot of people suffer in. And what happens here, particularly at week four, is you get a spike, you spike of both your estrogen and your progesterone. And that peaks right up and then it drops right down. Okay, and when it drops right down, that's when your period starts. Whenever you are at that week four, that peak, right when it peaks before your period comes, you are always going to weigh your heaviest at that month, that time of the month. And that is due to the hormonal fluctuations happening in your body at that time. So you'll get that water retention. But what you need to understand is water retention is not body fat. All right, so... This is why when I take people's results, I actually am not concerned about comparing week one to week two to week three to week four. I don't compare them across the way like that because every single week you're at a different phase in your cycle and your hormones are at different stages and that is going to affect and cause fluctuations on the scale. What I like to do is I compare it this way vertically so I compare week one so the week you have your period to the same time in the following month same again with week two week three week four so what you can see here if we go week one this person was 84.2 week two say they were 83 week three they were 82.5 and week four they were 82.5 and then they were 83.5. If you went from that week there, four, back to week one, you'd be like, oh, put on a kilo. But what you actually haven't realized is that you're down 700 grams from where you were last month at the same stage of your cycle. So what? that's why I'm looking for, I'm looking for at the same stage of people's cycles to be decreasing this way. That's where we know we're heading in the right direction. And as you can see, if you do that, when you start from week one, it's gone up, down and around. But by the time we get to the end of the third month, week four, for example, we are down at 81.4 and we know that we're heading in the right direction. So if you are not going to continue and you're going to continue this on your own, I highly recommend that you take this up if you continue to take your data because it'll help you get an actual grip as to where things are at. So next, I just want to show you. So yeah, this is what I was saying. So that's, I don't do it that way. Not that way, that way. Okay, so you can see there that way we've got nice drops happening each time. And then I just want to share with you, this is a one-on-one -on -one client that I'm, uh, been working with and so we are currently at week six so this is where you know if you just rely on scales 
you could be so disappointed. So you can see her starting weight was 75.8. Week two, she was up. Week, week one, end of week one, she was up. Week two, she was up. Week three, slightly down, back up. Like very little change on the scales. But what is massively significant here is look at the waist measurement. Started at 96.5, down to 88.9. So nearly eight centimetres lost off her waist in that time. So this is why having other forms of data is so important. And again, I'm doing this comparing this way. So if you look here at the end of week one, this was her period cycle here. Her waist was 96.5 when we first started. By the time we got to the cycle in the next month, she's down to 92.7. She was 94 in week two, now she's down to 88.9. And the hips, etc., cetera, uh, slowly and surely coming down and same with thighs, but I'd never expect them too much to move very quickly because as females, that's where we tend to hold our body fat cells because we're supposed to reproduce and we need them there. So that's just where our fat cells as females are distributed um, as opposed to males, whereas most males hold it on their torso, which is why you'll see often guys, if they put on weight, generally goes towards their torso first. As we move to menopause as females, our fat cells actually redistribute and they end up more around our midsection and not so much on our um, bum and thighs, which is why we hear people say, oh, I've got that middle-aged spread. So it's just where the fat cells are distributing, but it doesn't mean you can't reduce the size of them. So I wanted to explain that. And I also wanted to explain that when it comes to fat loss, okay, I want to talk fat loss again over weight loss. A good rate of body fat loss on average per week is only 0.25 to half a kilo of body fat. All right, so it doesn't sound like much. And then if you average that out and you've lost, say, one kilo in a month, that is actually very good body fat um, loss. And that is a sustainable one. Anything that's too higher than that or really quite dramatically higher is often a risk of not just losing, well, for a start, often a lot of water that's been lost in the body. And also, um, the not just losing body fat, you're also losing some of your muscle. So that is why I always get people to try and eat as much protein as they can, because that helps maintain our muscle. And then obviously, if we use our muscle through exercise, that is telling our muscles that we need them and we don't want to lose them. So that is why uh, those two things are important when you're doing this, um, not just for health reasons, you know, but your longevity, etc. Um, so this is why the waist is so important. So with this particular client here, she's having a good high protein diet and she is also doing resistance training. And that is why her weight is not drastically dropping, but her measurements are. Because what she's doing is she's holding on to that muscle but she is losing the body fat. And that is actually what everyone wants to do, even though we think we want to lose weight. The weight will obviously over time come down, but 
we want it to be slow and this kind of thing happening where measurements are dropping and weight is gradually coming down uh, because that is actually the ideal that we're after. So any questions on that just yet before I carry on? Does it make sense? Yeah? No? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Um, so the next thing is because we have these hormonal fluctuations that happen and water retention and all that sort of stuff that, you know, there's so much that affects it. So if you, I would never change anyone's, uh, plan if they had been adhering to it, if they could say they honestly were consistently adhering to what the plan is for minimum two to three weeks because these as I say it's on averages that it happens and because what's happening during the month with female cycles and also whether you've you're working out and you um get inflammation in your muscles so you hold on to water that way or you you've eaten a later meal the night before all those factors that play into what our actual weight is I wouldn't change someone's plan if not only their weight was the same after three weeks, but if their measurements hadn't changed. So you can see here, you could look and think, no, oh, well, that person's weight hasn't really changed after three weeks. So did I change your plan? No, because the waist was dropping nicely. And she's telling me that she's fitting into clothes better, all those kinds of things. Wait, that means body fat loss is happening. So there's no need to change. We've, we've got it working and there's no need to change that. So unless these waist measurements had not changed, then that would indicate to me that we are not in a calorie deficit and that something needs to change as far as the nutrition goes. All right, so basically it's saying that you are still consuming about the same amount of calories as that you're burning. All right, so then you would need to look at, okay, so I've done this for three weeks. What are some changes that I can make to what I've been doing in these last three weeks? And that is if body fat loss is your goal. If it's not your goal and you just want to feel better and you're feeling better, crack on. Um, the whole idea is that we get results that you're after, that's your goal, on consuming as much as we possibly can because then it's sustainable, you don't feel restricted, you don't have high levels of hunger. If we go and drastically drop, drop things and just to get these really fast results, it will unfortunately come back and uh, bite you in the bum. So just wanted to go over that, especially in this last one, now that we had four weeks of data so that you can take note of that, see where you're at and see what's happened. Um, and then you can make some uh, plans from there if you're not staying on but at the end of the day you look at this and you think any type of progress matters you might not be where you want to be but you've also got to remember you weren't where you were either so whether that's your data how you're feeling the knowledge you've gained are you sleeping better do you feel like you've got a bit of a better relationship with food they're all measures of progress. It doesn't all have to be about the data. So any of those things that you can tick off in this four weeks that you think, yep, I've 
feel better, my energy's better, I have more knowledge on it, sleeping, all that stuff, you've all made progress. Um, so commend yourselves for that because I think it's um, really quite awesome and I love to watch it happen. Um, so there, I'm just going to stop sharing that. Cool. So that's that. So basically, this is, again, the end of the four weeks. Um, we do have a couple going on at this stage into the graduate program, which is amazing. Um, I kind of like to think of that as more of a membership that you move on to on a monthly basis. So that is to continue having the accountability, um, some of the content I have slightly updated already. And I've also in this next group, there are going to be four different options for uh, doing your nutrition. So we had the plate and palm because it was nice to teach people the basics. Um, but there is also going to be a choice so you can do that. You can track calories. You can use the See How You Eat app. Um, and you can also just do food journals, uh, which is literally just about writing down what you're uh, eating and keeping yourself aware and accountable that way. So I've done that because every single person, these things fit their lives in a different way. So someone might really want to track calories and learn that way and, and like the numbers and the math. So that's an option for them. Someone else might like to just write their stuff down or so it's about giving people more options. Um, but the main part of this course obviously is accountability and I think the check-ins because the check-ins are a form of self-reflection and self-reflection has proven in research that it not only gets better results but they those people maintain the results because they're actually questioning themselves, they're being honest but they're also noticing where they're improving. We're always so hard on ourselves and people are like, oh, I don't, I'm not proud of anything, but they forget all these other things that they've achieved in that week. Um, and all they do is they look at the data and go, oh, it hasn't, hasn't changed or it's not as big a drop as I'd hoped. But they forget that they've now putting protein in every meal and they're having more fruit and veg and they're getting straight back on track and all those kinds of things. So that, and then obviously we get this uh, group coaching call, which I think the questions that people ask are helpful for everybody. Um, and then if I can pull things out of those questions and or even people's check-ins where I feel that I can expand a bit more to be able to help you more, uh, then that's what it's all about. So if you do want to sign up and carry on in the graduate program, um, it's $49 a month and that is on the website now and uh, gets started on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, that, that next Back to Basics Nutrition starts. So that's it from me. Thank you so much for trusting me to um, take you on this four-week program. I really appreciate it. Um, and as I say, I'm very grateful for you all sticking with it and um, putting it into practice. And yeah, you've, you've, all, you've all progressed. You've all got results. It's just different how it works for everybody. So thank you very much. <laughs>